This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3372 for Tuesday, the 6th of July 2021. Today's show is entitled HPR 2020 2021 New Year's Eve Show Episode 8. It is hosted by Hunky Magoo and is about 99 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is the HPR community stops by for a chat. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Okay, I'm just checking. What if a deer fell into my smoker? What if a deer jumped out of its skin and jumped into my uh, smoker? That'd be a neat trick, and I'd want to see it. (laughs) I've switched over to Mumla. Mumla? I like Mumla. Uh, It's now my go-to on Android devices. It is or is not? It is my go-to. I do still have Plumble installed, but when I'm on Android anymore, I'm using Mumla. That's when my push-to-talk switched over to uh, I needed to set it back up again. Uh, no, I understand, you know, poaching, hunting out of season. It's illegal for a reason. But there was a time when I was a kid when, you know, my family didn't have any money and sometimes it was the only way to eat. Problems with- hmm? The problem is going to be yeah. hunt. Yeah. <sighs> You mean those, um, I, I can't say the word on here, people that uh, bag a deer and all they take is the head and leave the rest there? That's a poacher. That's trophy hunting. Now, that far north, do you guys, um, do you get pheasant and quail? There's a lot of pheasant and quail. Okay. Pheasant's good eating anyway. We get partridge. Partridge? I don't think I've done partridge. Like a big pheasant. Uh, do you go fishing? No, I filled out all the necessary legal paperwork. Uh, you probably don't do your own hunting then either. You, uh, pick up the meat in trade? Uh. Well, no, because we used to, um, um, sometimes we'd be able to get a hog or, you know, um, or even with a deer. A lot of times what we would do is we'd go to our local butcher and be like, hey, clean this up for us and you can have half of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't do that. Most get the worthing it well, when I say clean it up, I also mean he'd make a sausage as well. Usually we do our own smoking, because we had a smoker. I miss some red-eye gravy. Yeah, it's been a while since I had grits. I'm not sure about red-eye gravy, though. Oh, that's good stuff. What's it made from? Salt. Salt? Salted pork. Uh, shoulder. Uh, red-eye gravy. The gravy is made from the drippings of pan-fried country ham mixed with black coffee. Okay, that does sound sound good. Very good, very not healthy. You just think bacon and coffee. You had me at coffee. I make a lot of bacon. My wife's doing a fried salad. So are you in Sorry, Texas? I had to talk to my son for a minute. What's up? I said, are you in Texas? I'm in Texas, yeah. Do I? Compared to here. Uh, yeah. I guess it's kind of everywhere, so. You don't eat much of it? 
Um, I've had to start cutting back on red meat. My cholesterol started shooting up. And honestly, I've never been a fan of barbecue sauce. Don't tell the rest of Texas that. They'll ban me. No barbecue. Oh, no. There's plenty of barbecue sauce. I don't do barbecue. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like, uh, I do like barbecue sauce. That's about it. I guess I could do some barbecue chicken, but just be careful of the salt, too. Chicken, eat on the grill. Rub it down with mayonnaise. Make skin on. What'd you say? Mayonnaise. That's disgusting. Not when you grill it. Oh, no. You said mayonnaise, and that's disgusting. No, no. Mayonnaise. 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 That, you know, that egg and oil. That absolutely thing. disgusting thing. Yes, don't don't eat it plain. I'm gonna sandwich your raw chicken, grill it, and salt and your pepper, your garlic powder, whatever else you want in it. Ah, okay. Create mm. a second skin. Yummy. Uh, mm. Where, where's the habaneros and the jalapenos Where's and the mango? No citrus. No citrus. Why no citrus? You don't want to use citric acid. Ah. Uh, my number is in here. Uh uh That's from a movie with Denzel Washington. No. Uh uh uh. It actually is Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's Jurassic Park. It's not Denzel Washington. Mm, it's not Denzel Washington that said it. It's also from a Denzel Washington movie, though. Trying to remember this movie. Maybe Demolition Man. Mm, Denzel Washington was not in Demolition Man. That was Wesley Snipes. Right. That was what. That sounds like something. Virtuosity. The, uh, the... And it was actually the antagonist that did the. Uh, uh, uh. I thought of that too. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe as Sid 6.7. What year did that come out? Um, 1995. Ah, Clark was first. Uh, you're probably right. Oh, you haven't slept yet? Um, I've been having trouble sleeping lately. This does not sound like it. It's not. Unless you really want me to talk about apnea. Oh, that runs. One of the guys... Are- hmm. Yeah, that surgery doesn't work for everybody, so... It depends on what's causing your apnea. If it's a deviated septum, then yeah. But it can also be completely mental. In your head, dude. Just in your head. You quit breathing because, yeah, I think I've had three hours of sleep in the last almost 36 hours. I don't know if... Yeah. And I don't know if it's just that um, I I need my pressure adjusted or what. Or if my machine is getting old and dying. Well, if it's the latter, you... Maybe. I might be able to go in and fix it, but I would never know that if I could get the pressure settings to what they're supposed to be. So how do those... Um, hold on one second. Yes, that's how they work. Um, they work in the same way as, um, it, it's like they're blowing at your face the whole time, but what they're doing is changing the pressure, much like a hyperbaric chamber, which is why full face masks work. I have to wear a full face mask at work anytime there's two athletes. Morton C, um, do you also have apnea? No, I have narcolepsy, but they tried giving me a CPAP and it messed it messed up my nighttime breathing. Yeah, yeah. If it's if there's too much pressure or too little pressure, then it will cause more problems than it solves. And if you have narcolepsy as opposed to apnea, then it's just going to be a problem. Had four sleep studies, and the the doctor wouldn't even. Uh, uh, she was just waiting until I uh, uh, hit close to the minimum for possible sleep apnea to give me a machine. Yeah, that's dumb. the the fourth The fourth time I had the sleep study, um, two of the techs told me uh, 
They said, you have sleep apnea. That's what it is. And that's why you had narcolepsy? They told me that I had uh, narcolepsy. And I was like, no, I don't. And I went home after the sleep study and looked it up. And I was like, oh, my God, I have narcolepsy. <laughs> I told my friends that. And they were like, yeah, duh. They, they brought up things like me falling asleep between uh, Voivod and Death Angel at a concert when we were in high school, standing in the pit. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, and apnea can cause things like that because you don't get any sleep, and then eventually you go to sleep whether you like it or not. Hang on. You're going to have to go to the uh, boy band and Death Angel. Voivod, Canadian thrash metal from up there in Quebec. Ah. Uh. I, that name I heard different. My favorite band ever. Top what, five. you don't like Sabaton? Who? Sabaton? Norwegian death metal? Uh, I'm sure it's fine, but probably uh, Voivod, Black Sabbath, um, anything by John Zorn. They might be Giants, Richard Cheese, or some on. of my favorites. I've been listening to some off-the-wall stuff lately, so i got to look it up. Um... Backstreet Boys, Lauren Babic, Eric July, Petey Pablo, some Kill Switch Engage. Definitely not all of their stuff, but that cover that they did of Holy Diver, that's awesome. Megadeth, you have to like Megadeth. <laughs> that band with the whiny little, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Some Florida. There's an all female, I think Norwegian band, Swedish band called Hell Songs. Um, and they do folk covers of metal. It's awesome. My kids told me they hated Rush. I almost disowned them. The the guy that produced the Rush albums, just a couple of the Voivod albums, they're in metal, and they they have a very Rush feel to them. Honestly, with Rush, that's still hard to tell how it sounds because they change their sound so much. All that remains is pretty good. What about Il Nino? I don't know that one. How about Necrogoblicon? Yes, they have a fantastic... Yeah, or Guar. I am probably the biggest Guar fan you will ever meet. You're prob- I don't know, Dan Walker will give you a run for you. No, he won't. I've probably seen him over 100 times. In the mid-80s, played in Columbus uh, almost weekly for a while. How about Crew Shadow? I think so. Another one of those bands that um, has gone through so many changes, you kind of have to be a bit more specific. The first and second iterations of Crew Shadow were really good, but... Uh, I'm a sucker for a girl with a violin playing metal. Uh, what about Archon? Don't know it. How about Divinals? Apocalypse. Sounds familiar? They're the guys at the uh, the cellos, Metallica. Ah, okay. I have listened to some of their stuff. Black Violin, Lindsey Sterling. I don't think I've heard. You haven't heard Lindsey Sterling? You should go look up Lindsey Sterling Shadows, like, right now. And playing music. YouTube. As exciting as that is. Um, I do use some, I was using some YouTube DM. I had some really interesting, um, automated scripts set up in Cron to, uh, grab some specific YouTube videos when, um, YouTube got rid of the built-in RSS features. It's, it, yeah, there is. Uh, I think it's buried a little bit deeper and you have to do a bit more to find it. But um, it was easier for me just to set up the script. You have to actually... Yeah. Like I said, YouTube DL and, um, you know, automatically remembers 
what videos you've already downloaded. So you have it check every day to see um, if there's anything new and it automatically grabs it. Lustra, Seether, Buckcherry, Hot Action Cop. No one. But you don't like Hot Action Cop? You don't like Buckcherry? I do not. Why? I don't know. I think rubs uh, How about Lustra? They're all right. How about Nerd? How about Insane Poetry? Insane Poetry? I'm not sure on that one. Oh, let's just say, let's change up the genre a bit and go with crisscross. Yeah, but they make music. They haven't been able to make music in like 30 years, so. Never made music. Well, I mean, one's dead now. Did not know. When did he die? Uh, Skrillex? My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Don't know that one either. They're amazing. Oh. Do, do you remember uh, the movie The Crow? Vaguely. There was a band playing in the club. That was the Thrill Kill Cult. What was the band that was playing in the Lone Rangers? Not Ozzy, the other band. I'm going to end up watching that movie again now that I've mentioned it. Airheads. It wasn't the Lone Rangers, it was Airheads. Yeah, Lone Rangers was the name of the band in Airheads. Yeah. That was a good soundtrack. Yeah. How's it going, Honky? It's going. Movie was 1994. What Airheads was? Yeah. Yep. Gonna have to watch it again. Motorhead and Primus. Prong. White Zombies. White Zombie. Yeah, White Zombie. Is anybody a Reagan Youth fan? Don't think I've heard of them. Really? They were the people that made the song Degenerated. Oh, okay. How about Death? Not the metal band. The proto-punk band. From the 70s? Yes. Yeah. Not not too bad. What about Cam? Way before their time. What was it? Cam? Can? C-A-N? Nope. Don't know him. Okay, so what's everybody's favorite book? Don't say data structures and algorithms. What'd you say? Sorry, I thought I heard one of my kids crying. Oh, uh, what's everybody's favorite book? Anything by Scott Sigler. Sigler? What's Sigler right? Scott Sigler? You don't know Scott Sigler? Actually, I think I do. He wrote the space football books, right? GFL, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's uh, so many books he's written and they all intertwine the same uh, universe. I think I've read parts of two of his series. So I read the GFL stuff, and I'm trying to remember. Nope. I think there's been four or five GFL books and four novellas. That story arc is still not done. There's a... Uh, yeah, book's Mount... supposed to be coming out. Well, it's supposed to come out in 2020. There's uh, Mount Fitz- Fitzroy and Earthcore uh, are two nocturnal. Uh, there's the one about the uh, genetically modified... Uh, Animals and uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan ancestor. Uh, the uh, Infected trilogy, Infected, uh, Contagion, and Pandemic, uh, which is so good and poignant to what's going on now. Daniel Suarez. I have not written. Dude, you really need to. I mean, um, what is it? Um, Freedom and Day or Damon and Freedom are really good, but he also. There's another book, uh, Change Agent, that's really awesome. And um, Kill Decision, which I think was more of a short story. And then I'll always be a Salvatore fan. What, last month was a good, no, November was a good month for books. I mean, the new Alex Varis book came out. Um, what, uh, Ready Player Two. And Brandon Sanderson's Rhythm of War. A really good book. Really good series. Stormlight Archive? I have to go and prepare things for guests. Uh, 
It was good talking to you. Happy New Year. Oh, it's good. Uh, play around for us. Cool. Oh, um, let me check. Nope. Is cast? Yeah. Let me see if it went to like spam. Nope. Nothing recent in spam. Hold on. Yeah, it's jb at mincast.org. You could send it to mincast at mincast.org, and I should get that too. It's not Gmail backed. No, Outlook. No, it's Gmail backed. Uh, Mordency, have you read John Scalzi? Who? John Scalzi. No. You should give him a try. Uh, which book was it? Old Man's War? I think there's four books in that series, but really the first two are good, and the other two, eh. All right, I think I might try this whole sleep thing again. Get an hour or two or something. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. It was good getting to talk to you again, Mordency. We should talk. We should talk more. Yeah. Well, you know where to find me. Twice a week. Well, once a week. I do. I think or, I'm going to try and sleep. You can try and get on uh, the Lugcast, too. Actually, that'll be tonight. 8 o'clock. Uh, what time zone are you in? Eastern. It's 10 o'clock right now. I'd be logging in at 8 o'clock, so you'd be logging in at 9 o'clock? Darn it, I haven't slept. Make me maths. Honky, what time do you log in for uh, the Lugcast this evening? I'll look it up when I wake up. All right. Later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Goodbye, everyone. So it looks like we got a few new people this New Year's show. At one point, it looked like it was about 20 people in the chat. Can you there? not sure if my voice going through either. So. No, it is. Uh... Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yep. I had taken, disconnected my mic to record a HBR show. As you do. Looks like we had about 20 people in here in the evening. Yesterday evening. That's right. He is still today because I went to bed 5 o'clock and then slept for 6 hours and... Come back again. Did Glatu ever come on last night? Don't believe so, no. That's too bad. Look forward to hearing him. Yeah, exactly. He had a little bit of life coming in his way. Let's just say like that. <laughs> I know that. It was nice to hear Nightwise yesterday. Indeed. His own show went a bit quiet for a while. And he got busy with his own business, I think. <laughs> I need to uh, just go and have a quick chat with my wife. One second. I'll be back. Kidoki. Kevin, why have you left us? So there's a stream working still. So Kevin's just disconnected the stream. It's now 1600 UTC. Hello. Is anybody still here? I see faces in the room. I do not hear voices. This is Moss Bliss. I haven't talked to any of you people all year except the few I left. Hello. I'm just talking nice to, to hear, hear myself you. talk. <laughs> Happy <New Year. clears throat> Just talking to hear someone say something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to wait a while, yeah. Yeah. I just woke up and thought I'd give everyone my nice, deep morning voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to cool sounds brought to you by Mars. <laughs> Late night radio is the best. <laughs> I, I, I did radio back into in my annoying younger days. Ads. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, Eddie! <laughs> it is foggy the and rainy show. here in western, uh, eastern Tennessee. Uh, it's dark and cold here, frosty, in the Netherlands. Holland, to be specific. Ah, uh, 
the Holland part of the Netherlands. It's yeah. all lowlands anyhow. Exactly. <coughs> oh man, haven't got to my morning cough. I have. Um, I scare people around here with COVID and all because uh, mm-hmm. I have some granulomas in my upper lungs, and they're totally benign, and they don't ha- get disease. But uh, overnight, they collect gook, and I have to cough it out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, my my body says that's that shouldn't be here, and so it surrounds it with phlegm. So that can get it out of the system, except it doesn't get out of the system. I have to just get the phlegm out of the system. Isn't that lovely to wake up the morning with? Yes, huh? <laughs> oh, better off than in. Yeah, well, it's all in. I just have to. Uh, <clears throat> the, the I have been in my life a pipe and cigar smoker, but not a cigarette smoker. And with pipe and cigar, you don't inhale, but some of it gets in anyhow. Yeah, it doesn't get in deep, but that that's probably what causes the granulomas. Uh, yeah, and, exactly. and why they're just at the upper lobes of my lungs. <laughs> but fortunately, benign granulomas. And, uh, so do you have any plans for the new year? Today there's nothing. You can't do anything, and it's rainy and foggy anyhow, and people keep telling you not to go out at all because of COVID, and so I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. <laughs> I just checked in to see if HPR was still on the air, and they still are. Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin quit <coughs> the stream, and mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm leaving the recording going here. See, I'm pottering about here any, all day, all weekend, probably. So, because mm-hmm. my surprise, we're in lockdown, so I'm not going to be doing a lot. Really? Yeah, I, I tried to get all my podcasts caught up. Uh, by the end of the year, I failed to get the most recent Mintcast, but I can forgive myself because I was on it. I already know it was on that show. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I also woke up to find a brand new one from Big Aussie Prepper, our friend Hobstar. Not familiar. Um, Hobstar designed the new Mintcast logo. Uh, he's uh, Ooh, nice. big, he's a big Aussie Prepper. Yeah, he's a, a six foot five Aussie. Uh, lives in uh, the Victoria state of Australia, and uh, he just started, well, this was episode 13, which is rather auspicious to start the new year with. (laughs) (coughs) You Triskaidekaphobiacs freak out over that one. Um, And he basically has decided that uh, he's he's going to start being a prepper, which in America we'd call a survivalist. You know, be ready for whatever happens, and, uh, how to make bug out bags, how to do enough canning to uh, stay alive for a year if you had to, stuff like that. And it's it's a very informative podcast, and he's not fanatic about it in any way. And, and it's very much... That is the danger, obviously. Yeah. yeah, it's very much, I'm just learning how to do this, and I just thought I'd share the process with you. And he's a cool guy, and so I've been <clears throat> catching up on it. They're rather short. Is the show uh, Creative Commons in any way? Um, I would believe so. I don't. Uh, it, I get it on my. Uh, I use Podcast Addict, and I just get it there. I don't know if he's got a feed burner feed, but no. I mean, does he release it under a Creative Commons license, or does he not put any license on? Which means it's full copyright, and it's actually illegal for you to download in the first place. Oh, really? It's pedantic. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, we, I, I will talk to Hob and, and let him know. 
Uh, well, let, let me go open up the we- website. He also has a YouTube channel. Uh, he's starting to do some videos on the stuff that's harder to talk about. Let's see. I don't know. I usually just talk to him in the Mintcast Telegram. Ah, Big Aussie Prepper on, uh, yeah, Red Circle. Uh, Paste the link there into Mumble. Yep. Let me get this open and that open. And here is... <clears throat> I'm sure if he knew the problem, he would address it. And I will make sure he knows the problem. And maybe he has addressed Super. it. And here is the YouTube channel. Because if he's... And this is going to anybody else who's listening. If you've got a Creative Commons <coughs> show, um, we will, on HPR, happily... Uh, syndicate one episode of that so that people know your show exists and you get yes, an instant as, audience. As you did wonderfully for Distro Hopper's Digest and Thank we you. we have How over 1,900 downloads of, of our HPR episode and 8,000 of all 18 of our episodes through our normal channels. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but we also have got the Free Culture uh, podcast website currently at the moment some technical issues but we're working on that and uh, there we're going to using that as like an umbrella for people uh, to gather free culture podcasts <coughs> on any on any topic so long as they're released under a creative commons license and then we promote them at shows and stuff whenever that happy day arrives again okay apparently I do not currently have an open conversation with Hob on telegram so i'll just have to uh contact him on mintcast no worries that hobstar i'm a decent typer in speed but i pound this keyboard to death <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I wasn't going to say anything because as soon as you do, then you have a four-hour conversation about the, the type of keyboard there are. Well, and, it, uh, it's it's a fellow's micro band. No, this is not Cherry Blues. There or anything. you go. You mentioned it. <laughs> Fast forward two hours, guys. <laughs> I am going to mute this thing and keep typing. How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You said something about having a channel for. I, I'm not awake enough to to remember what it was you said. You said it's currently yeah, not working a, too uh, well. Yeah, we a sister um, yeah, website, basically, where we list Creative Commons podcasts. And then um, uh, last year, for example, in at FOSTEM and OddCamp, we uh, gave out leaflets of various different podcasts to people so that they could go there and then from there, uh, you know, Promote Creative Commons podcasts, regardless of the genre. Maybe you're maybe you're not into Linux. You're uh, you're at an, an event with your partner or whatever, but you are into metal music or you are into science fiction, comedy, or D and D games or stuff. Then look down the list and you'll find another Creative Commons podcast that's uh, that you're into. So it's uh, it's been frustrating because um, some of the shows you want to promote, but you know, if we promoted all the shows, then we would just be a syndicated channel like uh, Hacker Media was intended to be. Um, so this is a way to to kind of promote the other type of shows within 
well, uh, and we also uh, make sure people tidy up their feeds so Creative Commons is mm-hmm. listed there. And right, yeah, it also so. gives uh, people um, avenues for playing uh, music or content that they don't need to license. So you don't need to get a um, a broad national broadcast license if you get a shop or something. Uh, check that with your local jurisdiction. Well, I would assume that uh, Tony knows all this stuff and Distrohoppers is definitely Creative Commons. <laughs> cool. After all, you did release our first show, so... Yeah, well, we checked the uh, we checked the license to make sure everything was hunky-dory. Yeah, well, Tony does the dot, dots the I's and crosses the T's on our site. Let's see. Indeed he does. Yeah, we added a new member to our team with our last episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to our show. <laughs> I do, I do, and uh, but I have a little bit of a backlog with all things going on at the moment. Yeah, I can't. I cut off a bunch of shows that I noticed I wasn't that excited about listening to, just so that I could say I listened to everything on my list at the New Year's, and I didn't quite make it. The, the most recent episode of Mintcast did not get listened to yet, but and that was released in the old year. Anyhow, let's see. Where would I look to see whether it's Creative Commons on here? I'm on my own website, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, copyright. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, hyphen non-commercial 4.0 international license. Yay! And we look in the um, uh, RSS feed. There's a special license tag in the in the title. And if that says Creative Commons, then we're good to go. Well, last time I did stats, we were at 8,000 total downloads through Archive, and it was over 1,900 just for the one episode HPR. So almost, we're getting close to 10,000 total downloads. (laughs) Very good. And three of our last four episodes have exceeded 600 downloads each. You should go check Archive. I'm proud. Oh, today is the day I usually do check Archive. Good. See? That gives me something to do today. (laughs) It updates the stats on both Midcast and Distro. So and of course they want me to give them money and I would love to, but I don't have any. Uh yeah, that isn't right. Here we go. Um the sample mm-hmm. episode of Distro Hopper's Digest is at 1,960 downloads. Very good. And uh, our other best episode is at 637 downloads. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> uh, I'm still talking to people that have never heard. Well, last night when I was on this uh, podcast, a lot of people said they'd never heard of us. <clears throat> Shame on them. <laughs> exactly. At this point, we oh yeah. When we started this, we were expecting to maybe have a hundred people listening to us, and our lowest episode is our first episode at three thirty six. But when you figure our first episode also has that nineteen hundred and seventy downloads from you guys, uh, we can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We've only got four episodes now that are under four hundred. Uh, out of we've got eighteen episodes out uh, now. Yeah, eighteen episodes. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more that are under five hundred. But we, uh, I, I think it's it's nice that it's growing. Do you um 
do you have it do the older shows increase over time as well a little bit just just a hair you know when someone discovers our show they want they usually go back and pick up all the other shows because obviously our topic is not one that goes out of date that fast we find our on hbr there's about 50 percent um within the first two weeks or so first month Hmm. 50% of the hits come and then subsequently any show can expect to double that listenership over time. Well, let's see. Very uh, long tail. Well, I think it's uh, mid-cast we've been... Oh, golly, our averages are coming up, actually. Uh, we were averaging about 3,300 episode. I think we're starting to average about 3,600 episode. <clears throat> but you can see... Um, uh, in terms of most rele- most recently released stuff, 346 is at uh, 3698, 346.5 is 35.25, 347.3589, 350.5 is 14.56, and 3.51 has not registered a download yet. That archive is a little slow on that. I know that there have been downloads because I've got it. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting. You can see over a just four-episode period how how the downloads are coming in. And like I said, 345.5 and 3.46 are over 3,600. 346 and a half and 347 are 3,500, and then it drops to 32, 31, 28, 25, 23, 18, and 14. So we do not get instant access to our show. <laughs> no, that's true. And you have it on archive.org, do you? Yes. A fantastic service. People who are feeling generous at this time of year yes. could do worse than contribute to archive.org. I, I totally agree, and I have mentioned it on the show a few times. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I can just go there and get my stats. I don't know how they collect their stats, and they all do seem to be a week or two behind, but yeah. I get they, all the stats, you know? <laughs> they uh, are very conservative in their in the amount of numbers that they're producing. So they uh, what they do is they have a page on this, which I've read, and they uh, mm-hmm. calculate the numbers the same way that I did, which was on a for any given twenty four hour period, they will look at the number of downloads per IP address per show. So if you are behind a firewall and uh, you know a school or something and fifteen hundred people download it, that's still only counted as one episode, mm-hmm. as one download in that twenty four hour period. But if those 1,500 people download different versions of the show, then you'll get the different versions of the show. So that is completely contrary to how uh, other websites would do it. <laughs> I also... And they do it based on um, the number of uh, hits that exceed three seconds. So <laughs> if it's viewed for more than three seconds, then um, that's considered a unique hit. Also, if for example, an IP address with a session pauses it and restarts it, that's considered a, a unique hit. So the numbers on Internet Archive will be very conservative. Uh-huh. You would need to com- multiply them by 10 if you're comparing them with some other serv- commercial services. Uh, I also came up with a website on who has hosted Mintcast, uh, how many episodes 
basically I went back and looked at all the uh, show notes to say, okay, who's on this episode and mark them down. And, uh, oh, very good. The current staff is just about, uh, well, Leo and Joe have been on every show since we took over and that's been 58 episodes. And, uh, the, one of the, one of the co-hosts that we replaced Isaac was only on 61 episodes. We have already surpassed. I, I have not, but Leo and Joe have already surpassed the original host, Charles Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right. He only did 51 episodes, but we got a long way to go to beat Rob Hawkins. Out of, out of 351 episodes, Rob Hawkins was on 245 of them. Wow. That's dedication. Indeed. Very much so. That takes a lot of time. So I can see how he got tired of doing it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, he stuck around to get us all trained in, so we, we could at least do a bad podcast. And uh, he came back several episodes later, got talked into, he was hanging around doing nothing, and we shanghaied him into doing an episode. So he's he's got, he's, he's the gold standard in, in Midcast, 245, and he has got such a good voice. All right, now Leo and Joe have 58 episodes. I've got 49, and Tony has 45. Something we want to do on HPR is go back and uh, support multiple hosts on a particular show. Quite a lot of shows have been contributed by several people, so yeah. uh-huh. but we don't support that yet. But we will <laughs> eventually. Well, all right, we we managed to get through 2021. I 2020. I'm not sure how uh, it, it was. It it was a very mixed up year for me. I'm sure it was for everybody. Uh, Dale just said he wanted to get on. It's on. I'm here with Tim Allen. Now, <laughs> Dale Miracle said I wanted to get on the HPR Mumble last night, but fell asleep. <laughs> um, I was saying something. I'm sure. I don't remember. It's still early. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> Go have your coffee. I haven't I've plugged my coffee in. I've been on coffee all day, and I've got a headache again. <laughs> ah, well, I drink gallons of coffee, so Tattoo would be proud. Well, I, I I am picky about my coffee. I don't like coffee that picks me up and carries me across the room. I'd rather have one that I pick up and carry across the room. Uh, the, the flavor is more well important said. than the strength. And uh, I only drink MJB, which is not what it used to be, but when I was a kid, they only sold MJB to the West Coast of the U.S. Their advertising slogan was, there's only enough for the West. Now it's being produced out of Virginia. <laughs> so that's clear across the field. So, but I can get it on Amazon now, so I'm happy. <laughs> right, I'm going to go and post some shows, I think. Okay. Keep me busy for a while. All right. I will go copy. I'll be, uh, I'll be here listening. All right, Ken. Nice talking to you. Happy New Year and all the best wishes to you and yours. Oh, yeah. I was about to give you a rundown on my New Year. You don't know when to know. Go go do what you're doing. (laughs) I'll be back in a minute and uh, you can can tell me all about it. (coughs) Okay. Bye. There. I took a little extra time to make some breakfast. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Not what most people would call a good breakfast, but what the heck. A microwave beef pot pie, you bet. Nice. Well, I take it that Dale did not follow my prompting and and come in here because I don't see him.
Anyhow, I'm sure everybody has a story about 2020. Oh, yeah. In my case, I started the year with a decent job, although they'd fired my, they'd moved my good manager to a different store. And um, then April 15th, I crashed my car on the job. Oh. And instead of putting me on workers' comp, they laid me off and blamed COVID, which, mm-hmm. which has pluses and minuses. Uh, workers' comp has been really bad at following through on my health care, but I also should have been giving workers' comp payments instead of unemployment. I ran out of my unemployment, but during that time, I was getting that COVID money that the U.S. was doing for a brief period of time. And because of that COVID money, which was, well, after taxes, I was getting something like $660 a week. That's probably more than double the most I've ever made. So since we got it for as long as we did, I probably had my best year financially. I was able to climb out of 95% of my debt. Um, I got set up such that even though I haven't really worked much since then, I also haven't gone broke yet. That's good. Um, I think we're starting to drift back into the, a little bit of debt that we left ourselves as a leeway. But, um, I started, I got a job as a substitute teacher in the local school district, and then they started closing the schools due to COVID. So I have a job that I don't have work. That's not good. <laughs> no, not good at all. Um, obviously they weren't going to train me to do remote teaching since, uh, they didn't have time to train the regular teaching. So, um, it's been very much a up and down thing. I have not had the security of knowing where my next money is coming from, but I did have the ability to get out of a lot of debt. It, I got a job with Census Bureau. And I could have continued working it, but I never got paid. And we found out that it was my fault that I had given, you know, they wanted direct deposit done. I had given them the routing number of one of my credit unions and the account number of another one. So it was going nowhere. (coughs) It took three months for me to get paid. Uh, I only worked short three weeks. And still, it was over $1,000, which was nice. But... I I was going week after week after week. Where's my money? <laughs> so um, that was not a fun period. At least you got it in the end. I did get it in the end. I did not get what a lot of people that work for Trump get, which is uh, you should have you just did it for the experience. Put it on your resume. <laughs> Whoa. <clears throat> yes, I did get paid. Um, but, oh. I, I I just don't know what to say. We just yesterday got our new $600 per person COVID check. So uh, we took care of a few things that needed to be done. And hopefully we will be able to survive through January and maybe into February. But I still do not have a paycheck, although I currently have two jobs. I In the past, I had done some work with the homeless in Asheville. And uh, I had actually been moderately successful at it, except for not paying myself for doing it. Um, and uh, I got sort of famous for that in a small way. And uh, I've got a friend that keeps trying to get businesses started uh, that if the business is successful, it will help some group of homeless people um, stop being homeless, start, start having a real job, things like that. And yeah. the current 
episode of that appears that it has a chance of actually working. So he's paying you a little bit now and then to, to get going. He's got a website up, AWA, here, I'll put it here. Um, and he has me listed as the founder, uh, as if I'm making gobs of money. And uh, basically, <laughs> when he has work for me to do, he's paying me 20 bucks an hour to do it, which is good pay. Okay. But... Um, I've done four hours work this last week, you know, uh, it's $80 more than I would have had, but, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> but if it takes off, I'll actually more people were had. Um, I hope I will have some say in how those people are treated as employees, but we, we have committed to paying them a living wage as, as we can afford to hire someone, they will be getting paid also the 20 bucks an hour. Um, most most handicapped people, most homeless people, uh, get paid day labor rates, which are usually like uh, eight bucks an hour, and it's it's horrible how they get used. And so we're we're trying to fix that. <clears throat> I have no idea if it'll work. I have comments. I have comments, but I'm keeping them to myself. <laughs> well, I worked with this guy a few times over the last ten years, and. Some people have gotten some benefit out of working with him. Occasionally, that's been me, but not as much as other people. This time, I've gotten a fair benefit out of it. Uh, I've had to do some work. I've had to not. I've had to wait for him to ask me to do some work. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I fail to see how it would hire all the people he says it's going to hire. But I would love to be wrong, and I would love to get paid. <laughs> So yeah. what what are the comments you're keeping to yourself? Don't don't hold back. I want to hear it. Um. Yeah. Um, no, no, I won't. I won't go into it. It's uh, no, yeah, about treating people fairly and stuff, employment benefits, that sort of thing. Relying uh, on the state, but that brings up all sorts of politics that I don't have the time, or indeed the energy, <laughs> or in fact. They, I'm not naive enough to believe that it is a nirvana in which we live. Mm. Well, quite a lot of the benefits from that that are currently in Western Europe are a direct result of the fact that there was a Soviet bloc uh, mm. on the other side, and you know people were going, "Well, they have free social housing. Oh, we better get free social housing." <laughs> They have workers' rights. Oh, we have workers' rights too. So, but now that that's collapsed, uh, a lot of people have been looking towards the um, yeah, more uh, Trump style, and uh, I think that it might well that might not be desirable in my in my mind. I am not a Marxist per se. Uh, I do appreciate uh, the views of Rosa Luxemburg, who was someone that kept getting in Marx's face and correcting his math but still remained along the same lines. She didn't think Marx was wrong. She just thought he was incorrect. <laughs> you, you see the difference, you know. Your, your math is off, but your uh -huh. concepts are good. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Feel free to do a uh, HBR episode on her. <laughs> oh, Seems boy. Very interesting. Uh, but I will say that there are... There are grades. It's not just left to right. It's not just mm -hmm. communism, socialism, capitalism. It's a donut. Uh, 
Uh, I, I think what Sweden has is pretty much what I think the U.S. should have. But uh, it has been pointed out that Sweden is not managing this much land or this many people. Yeah. Uh, while we are not China or India, there is nobody else as big as we are. And you can see what China has to do to manage their people, and that's not good. And well, India okay. has turned into a racist monopoly now, too, with uh, Modi being uh, anti-Islamic and anti-everything that isn't a white Indian. He, he learned too much from the English. <laughs> Just give me one sec. I need to check with my wife again. She's uh, on call and uh, need to make sure she's doing okay. One second. Yeah, I'm back. She's uh, uh, responsible for several care homes where they're handicapped uh, or, I don't know, what's the politically correct word? Yeah, people who need a lot of care. Yeah. And um, she's on call over the over the New Year, and it's, uh, it's nuts because you've got all the New Year stuff, and in addition to that, there's lots of the units shut down because of COVID, or one half of them yeah. is open and the other half shut down. So uh, after four days, she's... <laughs> Need to make sure she's eating okay. Yeah, I had okay I had been working as a caregiver in the past, and I got railroaded out. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, <clears throat> my the client I was watching burned himself. I couldn't get hold of the nurse. I couldn't take him to the hospital on my own authority, and they basically made it look like I hadn't tried to contact the nurse. And the fact that I got him to the hospital. The, the, the biggest problem was I am a ty fast typist. I took copious notes on what was mm -hmm. going on. And since they are not used to fast typists, they were sure all I was doing was sitting down writing notes and not taking care of my client. And so they basically mm. said I was not responsible for his care and, uh, and wrote me up as a class one neglect, whereas I was taking care of him to the best of my ability. <clears throat> well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so that's when I started driving Uber, and then I moved from there into driving for O'Reilly Auto Parts. And then I crashed my car in April and lost that job. So it has been in a whole lot of different things, including radio. Um, <coughs> Curiosity has just put in hmm? Rev Pony Telecom EU 1900. Put in a link. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Well, I wouldn't know anything about Sorry, yes, telecom and me. <laughs> this uh, thing is flooding my network board. I've got nothing open. It almost looks like a DDoS. Um, and literally the only things that I've got open is a couple of small websites and uh, Mumble. That's it. But this thing is like thousands of packets a second almost. Coming into you or leaving you? Uh, sorry. What? Which direction is it going? Uh, let me have a look now. It's coming in. Never heard of it. Could be a tour exit north. Are you running a tour? Uh, yes, I am. That might That's what actually it is. be it. But yes, like That's this is, this is so much traffic. I seem a bit distracted. I'm posting some shows. So yeah, no worries. Uh, I think yeah, you're right. So I'm not distressed now anymore. Panic. So where are you based? I'm in South Africa. Yeah, what part? What part of South Africa? 
Oh, sorry. Um, Twane or Pretoria. Okay. Cool. That's in the Gauteng province. Yeah, Mintcast has a regular listener called Londoner who I think is in Johannesburg. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think the like sort of security research thing is getting quite big around the IT crowd at this time. So I've been busy with it for a couple of years, but I, I think it really is picking up um, base. Well, it is now afternoon here in beautiful eastern Tennessee, 12.39. It is foggy and raining. How far is that from Boca Chica? From where? Uh, Boca Chica in the uh, state of Texas. Okay, I'm not familiar with the name of the town, but Texas is quite a distance from Tennessee. This is a bigger country than anyone can think of. <laughs> yeah, it is big. Yeah, with yeah, what was it, big. 350 million people? Yeah, that's quite substantial. Well, not only that, but it's the fourth largest uh, country in the world by area. Although South yeah, so Africa just out is of, no, uh, uh, no small backwater either, truth be told. Nope, it isn't. Nope, it isn't. Yeah, we've got some decent space. Um, uh, it's a bit of a contentious topic at the moment because uh, certain extremists want to um, basically take away land from everybody and redistribute it and all those lovely things. But, um, yeah, so just out of interest, like, um, Boca Chica is basically where Elon Musk is doing his uh, SN8 and SN9, the whole spaceship program. Ah, let's see here. See, I can't really answer because Texas itself is about the same size as South Africa. <laughs> Jeez, luck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah that, that, that creates a little bit of yeah. perspective. Ah, uh, here we go. Elon Musk confirms that he has moved to Texas. Um, looking at homes near Lake Austin. Uh, so that that's uh, East Texas. It's actually the... the sanest part of Texas. The, the, the main University of Texas is where most of the liberals live in Texas. <laughs> That's Austin. <so>. Okay. <laughs> I actually thought like the whole of the South of America is fairly sane. No, the whole of South America is fairly, fairly insane and believes everything that comes out of the words of Donald Trump. Yeah, see, that also doesn't work. <laughs> what what we need to do is get rid of any form of extreme extremism. So be that left or right, and everybody just use common sense. Um, I think if we can pull that off, man, well, we're going to be. See, in the, good the spot. fallacy of your argument is there is no commonality to sense. You can't use common sense if there isn't a common sense. Yes. Okay. Now I understand that. But if we rely on logic and not ideologies, then I think we're already one step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I believe that any ideology, any pure ideology is impractical and uh, will leave some facet of society out. We have to have some level of compromises uh, to meet the needs of, the, of more of the most people. I don't think there's any way to meet the needs of all people. Yeah, um, I think, you know, specifically on this forum, um, you know, we should probably not pick sides, but things like 58 genders 
doesn't quite sit well with me. Um, you know, things like that. That's the extreme sides, and we need to get rid of that sort of thing. Well, I'm I'm more inclusive than most. Uh, I am an old person who never really felt comfortable in who and what I was, but there wasn't a better alternative, so I just stayed who and what I was. Uh, but if people do find out what they are comfortable being, I'm happy for them. Uh, for me, the problem is just when they force me to yeah, forcing, change my scientific forcing someone, view. Forcing, yeah, forcing anyone to change. Well, well I don't know. <clears throat> Science has been employed badly on both sides. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, I'm starting to sound like Trump. Right, There's, good people, guys, sound like Trump. There's good people on both sides. <laughs> uh, guys, just give me 15 minutes. My daughter just saved a little bird, so I just need to find some space to uh, try and rescue this thing. Uh, just give me 15 minutes. I'll be back now. Okay. Huh. My mouse is just locked up. I wonder why. There it unlocked. Huh. Maybe I should open up a viewer and see what's going on. Here, Stacer. Here, boy. Terribly. That was strange. I went to clear my cache in Stacer and instead closed Stacer. I have never had that happen before. All right, now it's working. Interesting. Well, I don't think I'm ever going to use Bluetooth on this. Gremlin, you know I have boundaries. You cannot come in here. There are certain rooms I don't let my cats in. Hmm. <laughs> Someone moved to geeks with guns. Hi. I have been crashing my CPU. That's weird. All I've got open is HPR and uh, a few tabs of Firefox. I'm on a fourth generation i3 with 16 gigs of RAM. And apparently I'm taxing my CPU by being on HPR. I haven't ever noticed that while doing Mintcast. How many of your cores are you using? Um, apparently all of them. <laughs> They're, they're taking the core four has been getting overused the most, followed by core one and cores two and three less so. But there have been some hundred percents on core three. I'm looking at my waves on Stacer right now, but I don't know. My averages aren't that bad, but boy, I could take a look at mine, but it's a there are too many. Yeah, I do have a more powerful machine I'm not using. Uh, it's a second generation dual Xeon, uh, but it uses a lot more power. <laughs> this is a little bitty mini box. Uh, I wonder what the calculations are then. I don't know, because like I say, I, I've got Firefox open and I'm not actually in it. I've got four tabs open. I haven't even signed into any of them. I just open it up to look something up. So I, now I've closed that one. Let me go back and look at Stacer. Uh, I would wonder what else Firefox is running in the background. Um, well, I'm still tasking my processors, so it's got to be uh, Mumble. Because I all I, I have my file manager open and not doing anything with it. I've got Stacer open, and that takes hardly any memory at all. And I'm still um, over peaking 100 percent on all processors at one time or another. Oh boy. <clears throat> I'll have to look at that next time on Mintcast because they've been talking about some of my audio dropping out and that might have been part of it. 
Might have to open the fuzzy 400 again. I've got room in here. Well, I probably should find something better to do, although there probably isn't anything better to do. <laughs> yeah, in, in terms of news, I don't even bother watching the U.S. news reports anymore. Um, I've got one commentator I listen to as a uh, next day podcast. Uh, she's probably way off on the left, but I, I watch uh, Canadian news, uh, CBC The National, uh, which I get the next day uh, via YouTube. Uh, I figure they're more concerned with the U.S. than anyone but the U.S., and they're much less likely to take uh, one side or another on the subject, but just report what's going on. And it has managed to keep my panic levels down. But it's also been fun because they panic over their COVID levels, and their COVID levels are like one-tenth of what the U.S.'s are. It shows, shows you what, how a government deals with a crisis when health care is part of your budget where it is not in the U.S. Oh, we'll just let people go, get sick and die. It doesn't matter. They can go bankrupt. They do it all the time. It's easy. For, people tend to take that for granted in the U.K., just healthcare, point of delivery, you know, or point of, what do they say? When you, when you rock up, when you say I'm poorly, they just look after you. Yeah. Well, in the U.S., we really don't have options. You go to the emergency room, you're treated like a third-class citizen. Uh, and build several thousands of dollars, which you haven't made in the last three months. So <clears throat> basically, the, all you can do is file bankruptcy or just ignore the bill. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. When I was thinking of moving out of the country, I did check. One of the first things I checked was, um, and I was surprised by how many countries do give uh, free health care, at least at the point of access, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, the U.S. is the only first world nation that does not. Uh, I'm not sure we're still a first world nation. We seem to have economic policies more in line with India and Brazil than with U.K. and uh, Sweden. It does seem like it, it's not that far away. I mean, any any country is never too far away from um, collapsing, really, considering the state of economic fantasy. But um, <laughs> I think your the American infrastructure was... Um, like roads and bridges, as far as the impression reaching here was, they were kind of falling over? Um, yes and no. It, it varies from region to region. Uh, some of it is the federal government's fault. Some of it's the individual state's fault. Some of it's even more local than that. But in general, our roads are not bad. But you don't know what bridge is about to fall down because they're managing to overperform what their design uh, te- uh, specs are. Okay, and that is less of an issue than okay. um, you know whether uh, what people will do when things get a bit hairy. And you've had a, a look at that recently, haven't you? Um, I'd be, I'd worry a little bit about the UK if, if if people did become dissatisfied, how soon they would start ignoring other people. Hmm. Well, UK is a pretty small country as countries go, so they might pull together a little bit more. But they've always considered themselves more than one country, and they might pull in separate directions, like Scotland. Scotland really wants to secede and rejoin the EU, because they were happy in the EU. I was thinking more on the person-to-person level, like mm. how, how, how people will retreat into their, their houses and, and not help people around them, you know, and to, for, to what extent that might happen. Well, as someone who at least has the title of running a corporation to employ homeless people, 
Uh, I hope that we would do better than that. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, uh, like you said, they are pulling in different directions. If you look at Brexit alone, wow. But is it not maybe the time to offer these external countries that belong to them independence, like Scotland? Why, why can they not have independence and rejoin the EU and just be Scotland? Yeah, I wonder how Northern Ireland voted on Brexit because they, they are the ones hurting the worst because they had open borders with Ireland and had gotten over the troubles and everything. And uh, now the EU is uh, requiring them to close those borders again. That'd be fine in the north of Ireland. That that's and it's over now. Brexit. That bit's done. Scotland wanted independence before that, and they probably would have got it if it hadn't been for um, you know the activities of Westminster. They probably will become independent soon. And when I say probably, I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they stay together. There's issue with nuclear submarines and things, and the fact that we could see it, or or it would appear that the Obviously, the English government, Westminster, they won't allow it to happen if they can stop it. I mean, they look at what they've done in the rest of the world. You think, you know, <laughs> and maybe a hundred years ago, they were machine gunning people in their own country. You know, it's just power. I, I You know, it'd be interesting. I actually think the biggest problem is overpopulation. Um, Earth was not meant for seven, eight or nine billion people. And it's like when you stick a whole bunch of people into a small room, tensions are going to rise. There's just nothing we can do about it. I've seen enough statistics that say otherwise, that we definitely have the capacity to produce for the people that we have. We have the capacity to distribute, but we don't do it. We have the capacity to coordinate and, and cooperate, and we don't do it. And if that is why we have and is okay, that a problem. I, I agree. Um, a problem I, I think the problem is because when in doing that, there's no profit, and the, the world is built on profit. If there's no profit, why would I do it? And well, it's again, a human we, flaw. We need to, we uh, need something change, that needs to be addressed. We need to, we need to change the viewpoint of capitalism that profit is the only thing to be working for. There are places where, you know, where capitalism isn't so much the main paradigm, mental paradigm. So there is hope. There were, I mean, there were gift economies before they were destroyed by capitalism, right? <laughs> like the potlatches and things. Yeah. And for sure, we've got twice as much food as the humans need. It's just we feed half of it to animals, don't we? And we throw a third of it out for spoilage because we don't know how to distribute it properly. Or we don't distribute it properly. We do know how. There's just no profit in it, like you said. Yeah, and the idea of what people regard as profit and what they regard as a good time and what they, you know, how they feel about work and reward and scarcity and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it was a Native American elder who said that one day the white man will wake up and find out that you can't eat money. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, um, mm, when when so many people start walking, like displaced people, I think there were already sixty million displaced people in Africa. Were there last year or, or something? Maybe that mm. was. And so imagine when uh, people are moving away. Is it? I think they're moving away from the coasts and away from the desertified areas, and then into this. I think wasn't is Bangladesh is one of the most densely populated and uh, yes. close to the water and. 
the other countries were building it's only small building a wall around that already weren't they because so many people would clearly be moving soon yeah like like bangladesh <laughs> put up a barrier and just let it flood <laughs> oh my what rules we portals be okay this uh, traffic that I noticed from this pony thing seems to be a SIP protocol attack. So I'm just going to kill everything Tor and see if I can move this session uh, into a different direction. Well, I'm going to go do something else, even though I don't have it something else to do. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Ken, I don't know if we've talked before. We probably did last year a little bit. I'm uh, sure you'll find something to do. I, I mean, I'm I heard not. you singing. <laughs> Well, I don't do enough of that. I don't do that for myself. I have to have an audience to, to sing. <clears throat> I get you. I should sing more. I used to sing I in get the garden. You. I should sing more. You can sing to us? I, I did I last forgot. night. I hope that was recorded. It was, it was I missed that. Again. No, it was not recorded. I, I give freely. <laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, somebody... I mean, I think oh. it was all recorded. Yes. I wonder if it's... Uh, been clipped out and stuck somewhere. Well, I didn't exactly play the song straight through either. I played the first verse and then decided I'd forgotten to actually say what it, what the song was about. And so I stopped and explained the song and then went down and finished the song. <laughs> they were great lyrics. My oldest friend in the world wrote that one and I sing it better than he does. <laughs> Even without teeth. Um, Enjoy your evening then. Have a good... I need to get my legs stretched. You know, I need to sit down and uh, stretch my body because it's um, seizing up. Okay, I think Hockey Magoo was keeping recordings of all that. All right, I will I'm talk gonna to look you. Out for it. I will talk to you someday. I think it was, <laughs> what was it called? Alice on the Moon? First uh, Woman. First Woman on the Moon, yes. I do have other recordings of it out there. Uh, I think I've got a recording of it on my YouTube channel, which is Zyvala, Z-A-I-V-A-L-A. Excellent. Excellent. Can you maybe post a link to that? Um, well, let me go make find it, it. Turn it. <laughs> Thanks a million. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Do I have... I, I don't see that I have First Woman on the Moon here. I've got some other songs. Yeah, anything. Let's... Uh, entertain us. I think at this point it's about only me and you. Everybody else is uh, an idol. Well, here is my channel. Let me see. I might have it on my wife's channel, or it might, for that matter, be on Lemming's channel. Yes, okay. Opening that one. Ah, yeah, it's on Lemming's channel. There we go. Um, and we do this. Come on. There we go. There is First Woman on the Moon, performed by me uh, January 2017 in Atlanta. I did mess up the last chorus, but... (laughs) Well, it was good enough to get the idea. That's weird. I killed everything Tor to try and get rid of this SIP attack, and now YouTube doesn't like me. It wants me to do all the (laughs) funny, weird verification stuff <laughs> let me let me let me try and see what i can do yeah i haven't been on youtube for a while because they kept asking me to to verify and then because you know they they didn't like where i was coming from they just made me they said oh you have to change all your details and i just didn't go back 
Yeah, so at the moment, I'm selecting fire hydrant. <clears throat> okay, guys, I'm taking off. Enjoy. Good night. Just go well, have a good evening, <laughs> or, or day, or whatever it is that that it. Well, I realize it's a low bar, but may 2021 be a better year than 2020? I did, it definitely will be. I mean, we've learned a shitload in 2020, <laughs> and we've adapted and proved what the human spirit can do. So, yeah, no, I think we're going to ace this one. Okay. See ya. Archer, I thought you'd given up. I just lost my connection for a minute. What have you got? DSL, cable, fiber, telegraph? AT&T DSL. Yeah, telegraph, sure. Mm-hmm. Switch virtual desktops, and I think it cut out my my connection. You had all the audiobook recommendations sometime back, didn't you? It was from you, wasn't it? Or am I mistaken? Uh, no, that was Taj and somebody else. They did the audiobook club. No, no, on Tilts or on New Random back in the day or Colonel Panic, like years ago. Oh, I wasn't around at that time. No. The battery ran out of my daughter's Bluetooth headset, so she took mine. <laughs> now I'm listening on earbuds with a big long cable that's dangling over my monitor. Just gonna check the audio on some of the shows back in a sec. Yeah. That's 3310 posted. So what's a SIP attack? Curiosity. Sorry, what was the question? Um, Curiosity mentioned he was having some trouble with a SIP attack, uh, and he went off to deal with it a while ago, and I just wondered if it was just him or general broadcast yeah, he had, attack. Um, uh, he didn't know what it was. It turned out to be a Tor browser running in the background. Okay. He was DDoSing himself. Ah. Only um, Moss was struggling with his processor. It was Oh, okay. At about the same time, and I, I can't tell, because I'm running Boink and stuff. You're running what? Uh, boink. Um, number crunching for diseases. Oh, and, very good. Uh, that kind of stuff. Like SETI at home for diseases. That's yeah. Okay. okay, what am I doing? Okay, posted process. And I'm back. Excellent, Smithers. Excellent. <laughs> Simpsons fan, are you? Yeah, I used to be back in the day, but uh, now that I don't have time. I used to watch up to about season 20, and then it sort of frizzled out and lost interest. Been a long time since I watched some Simpsons, but I did get tempted to... Someone told me about... Um, what's the drunken scientist guy and his side guy? And his Rick and Morty. Sidekick. Rick and Morty. It's absolutely brilliant. I still love it. Because it, it's not too much to consume. It's like seven episodes every two years. So it's easy to consume. I agree. I agree. But you have to be able to laugh at the whole concept of nullism. I got a smattering of nihilism here and there in myself. I'm generally pretty optimistic. Yeah. No, I think you can, if you can laugh at the jokes at least, then you, you're definitely going to enjoy it. There's some really dark episodes that really is like really do WTF. But, you know, for the most part, it's uh, actually just good humor. Yeah, I've had some proper laughs. It's good to get a laugh once in a while. Even if that laugh stems from the uh, dark side of comedy. Well, that's what made me feel uneasy about the symptoms back in the back in the day. The symptoms, the Simpsons, where he was falling down a cliff and he was breaking his. I mean, he was always breaking himself, but he's breaking his arms and stuff. And it was maybe even tame in comparison with uh, 
with Tom and Jerry, but there's just, I recognized how disturbed I was. Oh, and something that had me on the floor in bits and I couldn't get up. It was laughing so much. It was um, Bart Simpson. It was a time, I think he was under a maypole and they were dancing around, sort of weaving him up with his own intestines or something. They'd chopped his arms off. It was just so sick. Like I shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been funny and it hurt. And I felt guilty. Guilty. Yeah, and no, I don't feel guilty. There's a very uh, solid line between uh, comedy and reality. And um, I think that is something that is actually highlighted with uh, Rick and Morty. It's just literally so out there that the realism disappears from it. Is it uh, yeah, and I like the psychology there as well, actually. It's entertaining the, enough, uh, you know, not trivial, enough. you know, not trivial. Uh, you've watched it. Uh, one of spoons. Uh, you've actually watched it, eh? Uh, yeah, I d- I'm not seeing them all. I only watch it for free. Oh no, my friend sent me some. I don't know where it it ripped those from. Um, but generally, I watch on YouTube years later, so I haven't seen the more recent ones. And I don't have Netflix. I can't be bothered. I'm, I generally don't watch cartoons, but yeah, I do go looking for that once in a while when I'm just super bored with everything. Yeah, I've cancelled Netflix after the whole cuties thing. I mean, uh, child porn is just one of my... It's actually one of my active targets where my grey hat comes on and I will not feel guilty breaking the law, um, attacking people, hosting and supporting child porn. Um, so I cancelled Netflix, but there's a South African um, a streaming service called Showmax. And at least they've got the Rick and Morty series there on, uh, on there as well. Right. I've got a friend who did, was doing some active uh, fight against uh, child abuse, something to do with Operation Death Eaters. He was forever getting, trying to figure out how to do proper, uh, never mind, to air security is terrible because you can get yourself in trouble. Yeah, the thing is, if you just stay anonymous, um, the the search engine. So, if you know the dark web, there's a search engine called Not Evil, and that is probably when you're new to the dark web, it's probably the first search engine that you will come across. And at the time, I was collecting um, combo lists um, in order for my security research. So the idea is to have a combo list of usernames and passwords, like a couple of terabytes in size, then disconnect the username and the password from each other by keeping them in separate tables and sorting them alphabetically so that you can't even go by number of rows and get the password. And just searching for combo list uh, on that not evil search engine, it was flooded with child porn. So um, that not evil search engine has, uh, did get onto my radar as a possible target in the future. Right. I'm just not... Um, I guess I'm so paranoid about... Uh, or not paranoid. I recognize my limits when it comes to signal analysis, you know? Uh... So, so one of the things that I do is when you do something like that, firstly... Um, regardless of how good you think your sec ops are, you never execute from home. So, and not even in your um, town or city or whatever. You go take a travel, you leave your cell phone at home, you get onto an anonymous network, and uh, from an anonymous um, operating system or a brand new VM, and that's where you, you take it from. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking chances, and that's why I haven't done anything yet. There's still a crap load of uh, research that needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. You just got to assume that you that I, I would assume that I I don't know what's on my on that wire, and uh, and who else is, and who else isn't, and how. Like, and I just don't need to anyway. If I try and think it through to the, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'll be sweeping up broken glass under a hedge somewhere. Yeah, I think I won't even use any of my existing hardware. So I would go and buy a Raspberry Pi 4 and just use that as my PC. And after everything is done, you just go and blow it up with 220 volts or whatever. I don't know what to say. After going through think my, my train of thought going to signal in what is it data integrity or um where you the reason you have your encryption and your uh checking that the signal that you sent is the signal that you receive is because that's really important important in industry if you're either medical remote control or airplanes flying that's always necessary but then for me to be thinking um it, there are so many positive things that need to be done in the world that there are so many messages that you want everybody to hear um uh, rather than uh hide hiding stuff um but yeah i know you can't sometimes you can't retreat there's nowhere else to go when you're in that concrete room yeah i think that concrete room for me is the uh things that's happening to children i mean abduction no, I rates globally no, I agree. Has, has, has shot through the roof south africa has seen such a hype or hike sorry of um you know problems there, there was an attempted kidnapping 200 meters from my house at a uh, a crash where my children used to go a couple of years ago and i need to stand up to that um it's just like this, this fire burning inside you to say that listen i might have the skills to do something it might not be you know flattening it all of it but do something and spread the word and let others do a little bit as well and eventually because child porn used to be fairly available on the open internet as well and with the rise of tor everything has moved there and it seems like law enforcement they keep on taking the the drug dealers and whatever but they letting child porn be uh, and i just don't get that S somebody needs to stand up yeah child abuse is like how you get people looking out for other people's um kids like how you need a really, I don't know, the community that needs to exist. For, I mean, in order in order to flush that out to the greatest extent, it's it's uh, it's not a small issue, is it? No, not at all. Um, I've been planning this for a year already, and I'm not even close to starting to commit. I think actually, what is needed is not one man. I think. Uh, underground community needs to rise up and it needs to be a team effort of a couple of hundred of people with a certain set of skills to, to, to start tackling these issues. Yeah, my, my first idea is, is just you want to stop the abuse at the before it happens, don't you? Um, I mean, good enough to... I recognise when you can't... That if people are sharing... Um, new material between each other then you're quite close to the end of the trail there and you can you, fair enough you can you can hunt those hunt those things those uh, transactions down um, 
and maybe that is a better way to 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 catch people probably you know like you get you've got bigger chances right it's a numbers game for, for certainly for um for a, a small resource uh, yeah no 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 uh, what's the word i see the logic yeah but now the thing that gets me down i mean i've browsed all over Tor and all the hidden places and there's these random chats where actual parents swap pictures of their own children between each other and um, fuck that, that just makes me want to vomit sorry about the language it, it literally it, it breaks me that a parent somebody that brought somebody into this world sought to protect that child actually is actively involved in destroying them without um, reducing the uh, f- focus or the recognition that it's a horrible thing to uh, abuse um, any human. Um, there's a lot of abuse that goes on in the world, and I wonder. Um, I get, guess. Uh, okay, like e- even within uh, veganism, for example, they they discuss. Uh, you know, after you've tried to do no harm when do you start trying to stop the actual harm that's that's being done and uh i don't know it's such and all of the the, the interventions you might, might make in in the i'm not trying to change the subject at all i'm just thinking that when i find myself absorbed uh in a in an activity then i, I try I, I do wonder or try to check myself to see if i'm i'm not missing a, a greater um, effect that I could have from some other angle, even on the same subject. Yes, I'm thinking you're talking about the bigger picture. So there's always, always a bigger picture. But I think um, we're sitting at what, 8 point something billion people on Earth, and everybody's got their own frame of reality. And if individuals good individuals choose their battles and dedicate to certain things then we can actually start to make a a change so me being a meat eater i'm not going to be involved in the in the animal activism although i do find it atrocious what some of these um abattoirs are doing but this is not where my... Pa- I personally go and I buy from a free-range place where I've actually seen the abattoir and I know that uh, death is instant and all that, yada, yada, yada. I've had this conversation before, um, but that is not my battle. So I choose to select where I get my proteins from. Um, I know it's humane and I know it's free-range and all that, but for me something that that gets my adrenaline going a little bit more than animal rights is child rights um being a dad of two so right, i think well, all, every person right, needs well, to pick all, his own own battle for sure there are billions of humans as well but if you if you examine the um like you can catch perpetrators and maybe you'll catch 10 or even 100 or a whole 500 people who are actually transacting uh images but to 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 stop the even the idea of abusing another cr- creature or one's own children um, across the population, there. Are, I, I wonder what would be what would be necessary. What you know um, to uh, what's the best way to reduce anybody even wanting to do that? 
not that you know to not think that it's okay and are you so the example of people eating meat is that they'll they'll jump through hoops to justify this horrific thing that is they would never themselves do to an animal um not not personally or you know most people wouldn't but they'll pay someone else to do it or they will allow it to happen because it's uh you know it's not so how and in in so what is it that makes a because clearly the people who who won't do it something happens in their mind that they they wouldn't even dream of ask persuading someone else to kill an animal for them and they wouldn't so another person who maybe wouldn't abuse their own children um they wouldn't know the point is what makes a person consider that their action is has has impact on another person how do you would you reduce more the the actual perpetration that's what i'm getting at rather than the uh uh, the transaction after the fact okay so i think um time to take this conversation just one level up and no judgment at all i just would like to know are you a vegan or not yeah i i am but the I mean, it's funny. It's the use of the word. Like, it's a it's a tricky word. When I when I stopped eating animals, it was because I didn't want to have any other animal harmed or be be killed, you know. And then I later on, or you start identifying with this veganism thing, and it uh, it's about not buying leather shoes and all of that. But yeah, the answer is I don't want um, animals to suffer i don't want to kill other mammals certainly i mean i don't need to take it to the nth degree but if uh if if just people laid off the mammals that would make a, a big difference okay so but i'm not I'm trying to change the subject i'm quite happy to be uh, talking be- about why um people uh like uh, how the abuse happens in humans to each other I that, that's my. I wasn't trying to change the subject at all. Just you know, just catching just, perpetrators you know. and then stopping it from happening is all. I think we're actually still on subject. It's just from another angle, and at this point, you might actually ban me or block me or whatever. But personally, okay, I live in South Africa, and we grew up pretty much as hunters, most of us. Um, however, that drive for not hurting animals is still there. Um, it's always about the most humane kill. So now if you think about animals in a mass abattoir somewhere in one of these, you know, 10,000 cattle um, uh, ranches on in, in the U.S., um, and how those animals are treated, walking among their own feces and things like that. I, I'm not comfortable with that. But if you have something like a kudu or, you know, some sort of antelope living his life in nature, the way that God intended, and you manage to kill him humanely, which is you never take a shot when you know that there's any chance of a risk of any suffering. It, it always has to be an instant kill. Um, and I know it doesn't always work out that way, especially if you watch some of the uh, YouTube um, hunting channels and things like that. But that drive is always there not to cause any distress or panic or things like that. And I know this is a subject that we're going to differ on like 100 180 degrees um i think the sentiment behind it still stays the same and might actually still be relevant 
I wouldn't spend too much time trying to stop the very rare hunters that think like that because the majority of suffering is caused by humans who are just paying someone else to abuse animals for them. So it's not, you know, um, and, and I'm familiar with the mental territory. And like, I wasn't vegetarian, vegan till I was 20 years old. So I've, I've been immersed in that at that mindset. And that's the, the relevant thing in this, uh, in, 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 uh, an investigation into why people do things and how to what it is that changes in a person's mind for them to alter their behavior or for them to not consider to abuse another creature or to you know abuse a child or a human whether that's self-control or you know what how you work weave that into society to stop it from happening in the first place you know what i can give you the answer to that it's profit it's money that is the driver behind all of it. Um, if you if you think about, you know, we, we as hunters, we, we try and do things as ethical as possible. But if you look at a, a ranch with 10,000 cattle and the abattoir that needs to kill them, they need volumes. They need volumes of meat to go out to the consumers. And at that point, money is more important than the suffering of the animal because they're in a business. They're in a business of making money from animals. So the animal rights just blows out the door. Um, I, mean, I, th I think like literally 99% of South Africans are so connected to nature. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world where nature is concerned. We've got this vast diversity of plants and animals, and we've all been raised by uh, respecting it at almost any cost. Um, and I think that is the difference. It's when you bring capitalism or, and I'm not against capitalism, but but, but when you when you bring the the sort of money making into the lives of animals then the rights of the animals goes out the door because money is involved do you think the profit is driving uh, child abuse oh absolutely um those guys are literally making billions um they're making billions the guys in 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 control so if you look at the whole epstein thing and what's that that woman with the black hair they know, get yeah. stupid yeah there's plenty of prostitution in the world there's no doubt yeah pimp, there's pimp, pimp prostitution the pimp, and pimp, forced pimp, prostitution as well so even where a woman of legal age is still forced into certain activities and that is just as wrong as the whole child abuse thing um and again i think it boils down to where i choose my battles yeah, uh, something that resonates very deeply with me. Yeah, good work. I've got no, you know, good work. So, uh, yeah, I think let's talk about something a little bit less dark and depressing. Yeah, te technically, I'm, I'd be happy to, I don't mind sharing technical uh, knowledge, if I had any. You into oscilloscopes? Uh, I've got one. I still need to figure out how it works. I know one function when I build amplifiers, which is a, a hobby of mine. So I built my preamps using vacuum valves or tubes, and then I use my uh, build power amps based on the NAT250 design that's been published a couple of times. And then uh, when you're setting the bias, that's actually the only thing that I use an oscilloscope for. 
So I saw just quite to make a, sure that the size is exactly a, the yeah a really nice tutorial at this scope that that someone was showing and they had a logic analyzer as well i think that's what it was actually so they'd hooked up an an, a logic analyzer to this signal and not only did it after it zoomed in you know you're familiar with the scope and you can zoom in stop that thing from wiggling around and uh look at a, a specific part of the signal and this logic analyzer you know you could zoom in on one of the thousand repetitions of the the bit of information that was sent and it, not only does it did it show that but it translated uh the signal in on the screen you know it was a digital thing into the uh the instructions that each of the um the logic signals were um were coding for it's really such good technology now that you can just read it off the screen without even uh cross-referencing to a table or anything yeah, that's rather interesting. But what I would still hope to see one day is where you could get analog data as a stream from an oscilloscope so that I can run my own Python scripts and things against it to try and analyze what's going on. But my oscilloscope, yes, like I think it's from like 92, 91, thereabout. It's still a CRT type of display. That I've only used a uh, yeah dual dual trace like CRTs, but the the digital ones now they're they're available, and you can certainly play with the software already because it's you can get open source software, and um, there's some open source hardware as well. But some of those scopes are more you know they might be four thousand dollars or something. Um, yeah, no, for me it's it's that stuff is fascinating. I actually need to spend more time with it, and I wasted my entire December with some other projects. Um, but yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna take it out. Um, unfortunately, I sold my signal generator because I was strapped for cash. But um, yeah, I mean, I just need to spend more time with the stuff. I think there's a lot for to, me. It literally I has one fun. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so for me, that scope has literally one function. So I got it secondhand from a um, technical college uh, for uh, probably if I, if I do quick conversions, maybe forty, fifty dollars thereabout, um, and it included the scope and the signal generator that was literally from the fifties. But I sold the signal generator and just held on to the scope you already said about getting 100 people and yeah you don't need to do everything yourself do you you can hire time on a scope if ever you needed to analyze the signal to that level and you've got experts in different areas and i'm i guess if you you came up with uh uh data to be analyzed to 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 uh break open some um abuse ring then people would help you with that and you can always just publish stuff can't you yeah, exactly. And I think publishing data specifically like that might actually garner some extra support. It's nearly my bedtime now, so I am going to uh, disconnect. Have a good evening. Go well. Enjoy your evening. Uh, it's nine o'clock, so I think I'm going to stick around for another hour and mess around. And um, yeah, see you around. Cheerio. I do not think at 8 p.m. GMT this channel should be this quiet. Uh, just testing audio. Thanks. Hello. I think I left um, myself connected to Mumble all night, so I was trying to figure out if this is working. Yep, sounds good. I think they finally quit at about 8 o'clock Central Time. Ah. 
I was going through a tutorial on Nextcloud for the Pi. Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh, one second, sorry. Like I said, I don't know earlier. I think I just need to set up Nextcloud when I something I need to work on. That's my goal, and I had a little bit of time, so I just wanted to kind of work it out. Yeah, sounds uh fun. Yeah, there's no rush. Are you able to check out Mastodon? Uh, no. I mean, I've heard of it, and I saw the links. I just haven't looked at it yet. I, like, I know what it is. What kind of. I'm assuming it's more than I thought it was, though. More in what way? Like, I didn't realize it was a self-hosted thing. Not necessarily self-hosted. Depends on where you get on. Yeah, but I didn't know it was something you could even do. I, I just thought it was, like, one central thing. Because I never really looked into it. I just heard of it a few years ago when it started being a thing. Still awake? No, I'm calling it. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.